And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. everybody and welcome to the areyouscreening.com podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, you know, my headphones sound weird. And sounds stop, good to me. Stop playing with the cat. All right. This week, uh, Captain America Civil War, because uh, that's all the news there is, is that Captain America Civil War exists. So we have that. <laughs> and, when ready. And Shane's really busy. Yeah. Right. Uh, Silencing things. And- yeah. There, there was news that I didn't pay any attention to because, yeah. because I was gone. Yeah. But, you were on the road. So, but then I was like, all right, let's look back and see what the news is. Yeah. And you know, not really. It's, seem like it's much. just uh captain America. Right. There were uh you know, a, a bit of a while ago, there was a, a run. We're going almost back to the beginning of last week. There was kind of a run on trailers. Yeah. And there was uh, more X-Men and uh, actually the, the the big news a while ago, (laughs) because it's old news now, was the new Apocalypse trailer, the new X-Men Apocalypse trailer, because it kind of gave you some information, actually. Right. Instead of just, uh, you know, looking at people and watching them blow stuff up or whatever. Now there's actually, we understand that Mystique leads them and that uh, I guess Charles Xavier gets kind of kidnapped or whatever yeah you kind of know that there's a plot going on or you know you know something to the plot right but uh yeah i'm trying to go back and find some news i don't see and apart from the fact there's kind of some tv news there are some uh you know the the spring summer shows are starting uh the good wife ends game of thrones is back john snow's alive right that's the big news Uh, you know that news was everywhere but Uh, as far as movies, there was there was really not a lot. A little bit of uh, people being cast and stuff that's coming out five years from now. I mean, crap like that. But right, uh, you know, no one will stop talking about this movie. That's all the news there is. This, that's it. This finally came out, and that's what everyone wants to talk about. So, um, without any news, right <laughs> now, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, we just jump into the movie. I have to say though, um, you know, we do this fairly regularly. Right. Yeah. And uh, this is the thing where, we, you know, we talk about the trailer. Does the trailer right. uh, give you the movie? And I think while there is kind of a bit of further nuance to stuff that happens, and it's almost unfair because there's like 15 different trailers and TV spots. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, with this movie, y- you could get a lot of time yeah. out of putting all the trailers together. You get to see a lot. Um. I really think you get pretty much exactly the movie that's in the trailer. Yeah. There's some stuff that they don't tell you everything that happens. You right. don't know exactly how we get from point A to point B or whatever. Right. Um, they definitely hide what villain aspect yep. uh, comes into play because they don't want to give everything away. But really 
I mean, it's it's just straight up. I think pretty straightforward. Right. The movie they're they're not tricking trailer. you at all. Yeah. Right. And it's not uh, really a romantic comedy. And I, you know, I did kind of wonder about that going in though. Yeah, I did too. Because I I really kind of wondered if it was like going to have a big shift. And it was not going to quite be the movie. And there was a little bit of a trick there because they're trying to be more right. secretive maybe about what's going on. See, I thought you were going to say. And there wasn't. Because the so. trailer was so awesome that the movie <laughs> couldn't. Because I, I genuinely had a conversation with a couple of people who, before seeing the film, said that, you know, the trailer is going to be this weird thing that makes it look much better than it's going to be because that trailer is too good. Right, And it looks like it's going to be super serious and super great and super awesome and, you know, super, super, super. And, and I think it turns out that that, if that's the trailer you get, that's the movie you're going to see, you know, right. that, it, that it kind of maybe underwhelmed people because they thought they were going to get something different than what they were seeing. You know, just to kind of throw that out before we jump right into the movie, it is, you know, it's a good litmus test, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you watch the trailer and go, man, I have got to see that. Right. Then you're you're, you're yeah. going to like the movie, yeah, right? You're probably going to enjoy it. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to say before I throw out our ratings, we could have some difference here. Oh, I know you hated it. <laughs> I know. Actually, I know you didn't hate it. I know you. We, I know you severely disliked. We uh, we big, big things. So we probably can't have that much difference. No. Just because of the possibility of how far apart numbers can be. Yeah. But uh, I guess we could have some difference. Anyway, we will uh, jump right in and. Uh, there is an ocean between one and ten, though. I mean, there, it, right? If I give it a one, right, then there's a lot of possibility right. that we could be very different. Right. Uh, if I don't, though, then that's a different story. Right. So, I have to say, though, this is a, a little bit of a tricky thing for me, and I went back and forth between like uh, four different numbers. <laughs> at one, like halves or at, just at, numbers? Like halves. Okay. Uh, at right. one point or another, I was in a, a very wide spectrum of things trying to figure out exactly wow, what I thought this, this was like going to be. A day and a half ago. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I have to give it six and a half. Whoa. <laughs> so that was the highest of because, the numbers? Because. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, okay. Uh, I was basically going back and forth and it was it was really tough for me because there was a lot of stuff that i really liked about the movie yeah. uh but in the end whatever you might like about it and i especially really liked the way that they did the action scenes mm-hmm. and there were a lot of action scenes there's obviously a lot of fighting and driving cars and chasing right. everyone and everyone's flying around all the time yeah so it is like a lot of action. And I liked the way they did almost all the action. You know, it wasn't like over the top ridiculous. It mm-hmm. wasn't like uh, things going just on and on and on. It wasn't, you know, like the Hulk smashing somebody into a concrete wall a thousand times right. and then he's still not dead. And, right. you, you know, yeah, a lot right. of things that are just... Um, you know, even in, in like the uh, further Avengers movies or the earlier Captain America or things like that, where uh, you watch certain things happen so often that you just go, well, they're just immortal. So it's not right. fun anymore. Right? right. There is there is actually no fear of death, because if all of this stuff happened and he's not dead, then nothing right. can kill them. And I'm bored. Yeah. Right. Because the uh, you know, the comic book movie of like the five 
completely indestructible people who can never be killed no matter what happens cannot be made into an interesting story. I mean, it's just, you know, so, but this one really did not do that. And so I thought that was great and it was fun to watch. Um, I, I had at one point gone as high as uh, like eight. See this, when you walked out of the theater, when we walked out Saturday, were you at the six? end or were you with the I, I was kind of like at the in the middle you're right around seven, uh, I, I was so, kind of in okay. the middle and then I kind of tried to talk myself up more and I right. talked myself down yeah. more and everything yeah. and at the at the end of it and I'll you know not go into a lot of detail before you give us your score but at the end of the day it just came down to the plot of this movie is absolutely stupid and I had no interest in anything that was happening. Everything that happens, every time the action stops, it's just dumb. And I, and I had no interest in watching it. And huh. then it just wasn't fun to watch the rest of it. And you were a guy that thought the trailer looked good. And, and uh, yeah. So I, you, you're, yeah. And you're, you're not opposed to liking these films because, you know, I, we both gave Avengers 10. Right. You know, we were a little sour on we were a little less favorable rather than uh 10 on ultron but you know i think even like the captain america movies even the the original uh the original captain america movie i thought was great right i didn't love the winter soldier as much but it was it was still pretty good really good yeah yeah but this i'm saying that by way of saying like you're not a guy that comes in you're like i hate superhero films what is it why are we having so many of them so well that's interesting i i mean uh, you give it 11 (laughs) I give, it, I give it 11, 11 and a half. No, I'm at nine. I, I, and I'm at nine in a way that without even talking to you about any of this, I get it. <laughs> like I do. I understand that maybe see, and that I, and story, I get it too. I get that. Uh, Cause I see why someone might be a little less favorable, but I also, I mean, I know you can see why. Right. Someone I'd, would be I'd, still, opposite, I'd still recommend so. it. And I would still go, yeah. well, I don't know. You know, this movie for me though is so, uh, so interested in you like uh just checking your brain at the door and going look look it's crazy fun watch all this (laughs) awesome crap that happens and go wow right and it's so unapologetically like that like all of the things that are all of the things that are stupid and might irritate people because such dumb things happen or at least you know from my perspective, right. they, they seem like really dumb things. This is a movie that goes, yeah, whatever. I don't <laughs> like, right. I, I don't care that you right. think it's dumb. Right. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do something else dumb in a minute right. and you're going to like that too. <laughs> and it just doesn't care. Right. And you know, that's, that's, that's a movie. Okay. A lot of that's people okay. yeah. will think is fine. I, I, I looked at the film and I thought in some ways, in some ways it's impossible for me to just rate the film because it is, Uh, another entry in this Marvel cinematic universe. And it is in some ways for me, what is most entertaining about it is it's like the sum dividend of all the ingredients that have come so far. Like this movie isn't even remotely interesting to me. If we didn't see Iron Man, Captain America, the winter soldier, right. You have to build, you have to hold, you have to have the whole thing. And it's like Marvel (laughs) is now trying to make movies Mm -hmm. into really long, episodes Story of TV. Arcs. Right. Yeah. It, seasons, it's it's really. like, this is and, a really go, long thing. If we go see the new Daniel Craig Bond film, I don't necessarily have to have a big, you know, 
interwoven relationship with M or Q. I know they're going to give him his orders and his toys. Right. And there's a new bad guy because it's never the same bad guy. And, and I'm there to see Bond and watch a self-contained spy episode. Right. And you're not going to you know? get four or five things from – a variety of earlier movies that right. come back into play right. that are, you and, know, maybe the last one. Well, there will right. be something. So maybe but, yeah. hit that. But in, in this instance, like, this is absolutely, you know, book six or seven or eight or nine. Like, this is built upon everything that comes before it. And for me, the payoff for that is everything that happens in the story. So it's, I, I get what you're saying. Like, the story just sucks. Give me more action. Not because that's the guy you are, but maybe that's the kind of movie that this turned into for you. Right. And for me, I loved the action. I ate it up almost exclusively. There's a couple things I, I actually just didn't like, but I liked the story much more. And I liked, I liked almost every avenue of the story, even though there's small little things, which is why I'm at nine and not nine and a half or 10, that, that distracted me just enough to keep it from being like what I felt when I saw the Avengers. You know, for, for instance, I love the fact that there's the big scene where, and they show this in the trailer, we're not even into spoiling stuff yet, where Ross is showing the team like all the destruction that they've caused. And it's buildings falling and it's money, you know, astronomically out of control to rebuild things. And there's all these like dangerous things, lives are in danger. And that's great. And those are Avenger movies. In these movies, it's more personal. And in this instance, the damage isn't coming from like destruction. It's coming from interpersonal damage like there's real like things at work here and for me that's like that's a more heady trip that's more interesting psychologically because the story perspective there's more to it than just like what batman versus superman has which is just destroy shit and destroy a lot of it because then that'll wow the audience here let's take people you care about let's let's take people and the funny line is it's it's not even like i care about iron man or captain america I actually strangely care about Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, and I don't want them to be mad at each other. <laughs> and when they do get mad at each other, I just want to be like, guys, 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 let's just get along, you know, but you can't separate them. Yeah. And all the wheels that are in motion eventually are appealing to me because I thought that they weren't, <clears throat> I don't know if smart is necessarily the descriptor I want, but crafty and creative. And maybe more importantly, it's fun to see finally a group of heroes who can do like what you said, they, they're just super tough. No one's going to take them down, not even themselves. They can't even bring themselves down. It, it's interesting to see that the machinations behind everything isn't a super galactic bad guy, isn't somebody that's going to eat the planet. It's a person. And it's a person who showed them that their weaknesses are time bombs and that you can set them off and, and against each other. And I actually really like that as a change of pace instead of some super bad guy from Hydra right. or someone else. It was a dude. I mean, it wasn't just a dude. It was a spy right. who had reasons to be mad. And I felt like the, the hoops that they put him through to provide the impetus for his actual planning, though a lot of things had to go right for his plan to come off. Right. But it's a superhero film, you know, sure. I, but I actually liked that avenue. I, I liked, uh, I liked the bad guy theory like Seymour the guy that I, I liked um, when they started talking about I, well I like the guy okay I like the mm -hmm. actor um, right he's actually been in a lot of stuff he recently um, he's been kind of uh, everywhere for like the last maybe two years or something right. he's been in a lot of he's stuff up. and he's he's a great actor w uh, what I mean is um, when they first 
uh, started thinking about this movie mm-hmm. like six years ago or yeah. whenever the hell it was, right? Yeah. And somebody said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to just have a guy who figures out a way to get them really pissed at each other. Mm-hmm. And then they just fight each other. Right. I like that movie. Yeah. I don't like where they filled in the details of the movie um, because yeah. I feel like we, first of all, I just don't like the fact that uh, there's way too much stuff in this movie that I don't believe. I don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe that Tony Stark is the guy who kicks off this movie by being on the side that he's on. I don't believe that he's that guy. And I don't believe that also the super genius Tony Stark, even though, you know, he's Mr. Playboy, sarcastic, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that he is also the guy who uh, just is not interested in knowing anybody else's side of the story or that he's the guy who would just go, uh, I don't care that you were right. uh, totally brainwashed into doing this and had no control over what you were doing. Uh, you know, I'm a 12 year old and I'm pissed that you killed my parents and I'm going right. to kill everyone. Right. No, not even just you. Right. Uh, I'm also going to kill everyone who keeps me from killing you. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe like any of that stuff. And I don't believe that I don't believe the way that we get to the culmination of the theory of the bad guy doing it. If you want to have a guy start getting them pissed at each other and doing all this stuff, that would be great. Right. Because it would, you know, like I said, and like you just said, but like I keep saying, I don't want it to always be because the earth is going to explode. Right. If we don't solve it, you know, this is like its own thing. Right. Yeah. But there's there's just uh, so much of that going on that I just don't believe that that's what happens. And it's like everything that happens in the movie, all of the plot that happens in the movie is, um, I don't know, it's where I need to get at the end. So this is how Iron Man would act. So this is what Tony Stark believes because that's what I need him to believe because I want this to be how this movie goes. And I've got this idea of... uh, the winter soldier being the big part of it. And this guy manipulating all the stuff and that that's how Tony Stark's parents died. Right. And so that is how, uh, you know, Captain America is the only person I believe because Captain America is the only person who acts like he's acted in all the other movies. He's the only character that seems like he, yeah. Keeps going. I mean, maybe some of the other side. No, 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 I mean, I know, I know some of mean, the other side people like or whatever. For me, for me, this stuff, and again, this is what I say, this is what I mean when I mean that this is like the dividend of all the investment that we put in for countless films and appearances. That Tony Stark as a guy, though that line is, you know, the junior playboy billionaire philanthropist, right. you know, that's the famous thing. Um, in every single one of his movies, I think you can argue successfully that he is racked by his own personal guilt and in an attempt to atone for that guilt he makes further mistakes that are problematic he does that he does that in iron man and though he overcomes it mostly in iron man in iron man 2 he he's racked with all these problems and and as a result of like the avengers he's trying to compensate and 
and thinks that he's above all these things. And in Iron Man 3, he builds all the suits and he has all these problems, you know, stemming from it. In the Avengers, you know, there are these problems that come to fruition all the way through Ultron, where basically he creates Ultron because he's trying to atone for his mistakes previously. I think as a character, I think looking just at this movie, though Robert Downey Jr. is as great as he's been, and I think he does things without even saying words, like his glances and his looks are really powerful and some really great acting. I think more his motivation is tied to all the things previously to define what he does in this film than like Cap, which I agree. He just is like, I don't agree with it, and here's why. And they both have scenes where they're laying out well, they have many scenes where they're laying that stuff out. But if Tony Stark really does feel guilty about his actions and he's constantly trying to atone for them, and every single time, nearly every single time, he tries to atone for them, he makes things worse, which is even hinted at, I think, um, briefly, which was kind of an interesting nod to, like, why Gwyneth Paltrow isn't in the film. Like, he has, like, a throwaway line of, like, you know, we're taking a break. Like, I just, I'm a handful. I keep messing these things up that's, you know, it's almost like a reminder, almost like a little pop-up note in the film to be like, this is who this guy is. If you accept his character over the arc of the MCU is almost explicitly defined by his actions from guilt and then his atonement and the mistakes of those atonements, you know, and most recently Ultron, then, then I kind of believe him. I believe, I believe even though the character in this film isn't the same one in the first Iron Man movie. The first Iron Man in the second Iron Man movie, he wouldn't accept government oversight at all. And, he, and we see those scenes. Like, he's in front of Congress, and he's like, F you, you're not getting my suit. Right. Now he's handing it over. And though I don't like the scene with Alfred Woodward, uh, Woodward, Alfred Woodward, Alfred Woodward so much at the elevator in the beginning um, – I understand why it's there to push him more towards feeling guilty about, you know, the stuff that they did in Sokovia. I kind of get that he would eventually feel that way. Yeah, so I, 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 I just <laughs> I disagree. I just think all of his actions. I don't based on I, guilt I don't I don't think that uh, just because suddenly. I mean, just because you go through all these things that you sort of feel guilty about what happened when you did things and it suddenly makes you stupid. Yeah, And a lot of the stuff that happens in this movie is just kind of stupid. And not only is it, I think that it's stupid. I, the thing at the end, the very end of the movie, I think is, it is just, he's just not that guy because you just have to, you just have to kind of divorce yourself from all logic mm-hmm. to just go, no, I get it. I don't care. I'm killing him anyway. Yeah. And why would he suddenly be that guy yeah. that if he's going through all this stuff? I don't know. But that just seemed uh, really stupid. But anyway, at the beginning, or at least kind of towards the beginning, I just don't believe he buys into all this stuff in this way, whether he's guilty or not. And like, it's kind of weird, I think, because we have like these uh, exchanges between like him and Captain America yeah. where it's sort of written like, I want these characters to each say these things, but I don't want anyone to act like we're actually having a conversation with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, Captain America goes, yeah, but look, what if they tell us to go somewhere mm-hmm. and we don't want to go? And they right. go, no, you're bombing the hell out of all these kids right. at a birthday party right. because I don't like that kid. Right. And I say so, and you do what I tell you. Right. And Iron Man goes, I know that you said words, right? But, 
but <laughs> but listen, that's but that's all I know. Just sign, yeah. I just don't believe the way that that all comes together because they're yeah. you know they're they're not you know actually they don't need to be in the same room. They're just saying those lines because I want Captain America to say to this, this yeah. and I want you to hear Iron Man say this. Yeah, but they're not you know talking to each other, and and really we basically get to the exact same thing that I that I really kind of had to make fun of in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Where at the end of the day in that movie, you're kind of going, you know, if either one of them would have said, Hey man, he's got my mom. Right. He's, he's making right. me do this, whatever. Different, different but no, outcome. that would never happen. Right. They right. just fly at each other and start killing each other. Yeah. And you've got uh, captain American Iron Man who are not strangers to each other. Right. Like Batman and Superman are. And, you know, does at any point, Captain America go, okay, so look, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. He was this and that. It wasn't even him at the thing and blah, 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 blah. Right. No, they just go, so you're going to try to stop me? Right. Yep, I'm going to stop you. Okay, right. now we're fighting. Right. And, right. and you're, what? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't follow, the, I don't think, a believable chain. And what I think is worse is that there are so many steps in this movie even if I like the outcome because it's awesome, right. you know, I action scene, right. if you just took out all the plot and just strung Had all the awesome action, action scenes together, right. you'd still be going, all right, yeah. right? I mean, it's all <laughs> right. really good stuff, yeah. but there's so much of the movie that just felt so much like, um, well, this is who we can get. Yeah. And so we'll do that. Right. And we can't get this person. I see that. So I, I have you know. I have a couple lines about why they're not here. And, yeah. you know, the Hulk in this one or didn't want the Hulk in this one for whatever reason. So we'll say a couple sentences about that. But uh, I got this Spider-Man movie I have to sell. Mm-hmm. So uh, all of a sudden, Tony Stark knows yeah. where Spider-Man is. And you're like, wait, what? And then there was a bit of fighting. And I thought it was pretty cool later in the movie, how they kind of separated things out, even though everyone's fighting all together, but they did manage yeah. a fair amount. But early on, I didn't like it. Yeah. And and in some parts later, I kind of didn't like it too. But uh, like for one thing, um, you know, Scarlett Johansson, even though she's been awesome in all these movies, at some point she's in the middle of like a scrum of people who cannot be killed. Right. And she does not have any powers at all. Yeah. I mean, if she gets smacked, She's not just going to shake it off. She's got nothing. Right. And at some point she should be somewhere else. That's why she's fighting Hawkeye. And and so later she was. Right. And they, they managed a weird kind of, you know, when they all come together and fight, they manage this weird, like fairness pair off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is kind of like nobody in a real fight. It's like, I'll take the strong guy because I'm the strong guy. It's like, let's just start winning numbers here. I'll take out the weak ones. Like nobody at the beginning of them running towards each other just like smacked her and said, great, she's down. Right. (laughs) Because she would just be down. Well, and part of that, part of that, well, go ahead and finish. Well, I remember this. Just, I was going to say that, um, you know, that kind of stands out. And then we've got like Scarlet Witch because we could get her mm-hmm. and Scarlet Witch bugged me too, that a, a little bit that she was in the movie bugged me yeah. in a way, um, except that I really liked her in the movie. Right. And, and she had a lot of cool parts in the movie, Yeah, but she, for me anyway, is kind of an, and it's weird because we're talking about how everyone is indestructible but she is the person who could actually just end this instantly. 
Yeah. And she doesn't. And then I don't like it. Right. Because right. she could just wrap them all in a ball, mm-hmm. separate them and mm-hmm. go, y'all just stay here. You do whatever you want yeah. inside my magic ball. Right. And it ain't going to mean anything. Well, even, even differently than that. I it, wanted. It, it's like rogue not being mm-hmm. in the X-Men movie, right. which bugs me too. Right. But I, I can appreciate that even to a different level too, where I wanted there's so much attention to the details here, even if it's a quick passing detail. And Marvel's been good about this stuff before in other films like uh, like Ultron. Uh, you know, there's a there's a pass away. Uh, there's like a throwaway statement about why Natalie Portman's character isn't around, you know, because we've right, got to address right, it. She's right. got to be somewhere. Let's let's just get it out of the way. So she gets 12 seconds, one sentence. Now it's done in this film, though, I see though. I remember seeing in uh, and I didn't watch Age of Ultron recently. Um, I at least remember that she had shown some compassion or some guilt with the stuff that she'd done earlier in that film. I wanted something done with her. If you're going to put her in this movie, you have to remind everybody why she's not screwing with people's minds. Because that was the primary thing she did in Age of Ultron. Right. And if, if what we're coming down to isn't a fight where we're going against our friends and our, you know, our teammates – then I want to know why the one person who could change people's minds isn't getting in their minds. And I know that. I know she feels bad because she created all these problems and she's the reason the Hulk went nuts and destroyed all these things. But I need somebody to address it one more time. Otherwise, I'm sitting there in the theater going, well, when is she just going to get into Tony's head and be like, right. you don't really want to do this. Right. And, and even if and they're so good at throwing those scenes in because it takes even if one you, second. Even if you don't throw in like a quick thing, you, I mean, even if you do throw in a quick thing, I right. guess, you still might have to address it more. Agreed. Because, it, it, you know, if she has her own personal vow against doing it or I'm whatever, cool with that. that does not necessarily mean that that vow holds up under these circumstances right. that you never imagined would happen. Right. Yeah. And, I, and all of a sudden everyone you know is killing each other right. at you. The, the interesting thing, well, the first thing is going back real quick to those scenes that you were just talking about with Cap and Tony. The best of them is the one with the pen because it's got yeah, this real great allegory, that one's actually metaphor, good. Yeah. When he's like, just sign it. You know, he's doing all these things. I'm paraphrasing to get to the, get to the point, but they bring, he brings out these like kind of playing with his heartstrings, kind of his nostalgia thing. He has like these old pens from this previous, right, right. you know, agreement. And, Cap ends the scene perfectly where he's like, I don't want to, I don't want to split this pair up. And right. He puts the pen down and you realize, okay, the pens are you two, you know, when he's right. trying to keep you together. With you're the, trying to without without having perfect. to be obnoxious right. and, and over the top look, right. about it's it. It's not heavy handed. Right. It's just so subtle. That's a great example of what I like most about the film, even though I really dig the action stuff. Yeah, but, and, and there are a lot of parts of like that where like, that's a really good scene. That's a really great scene. I love the pen scene. Does that, but then, we get those scenes. There's also, I think the uh, scene where Hawkeye comes and gets uh, Scarlet Witch away from vision. I think that's yeah. a pretty good scene. Yeah. But I'm, I'm at the point now where those scenes are only really the same as the action scenes, right? Like mm-hmm. the action scenes, yeah. you just take that scene. Sure. It's a really good scene, but yeah. that doesn't make a movie. Right. And now I've even got these scenes where they're trying to do stuff. Right. And I go, that's a really good scene. It doesn't really bring together the story though, because mm-hmm. you have so much other like weird and goofy stuff going on. Yeah. And uh, even when, uh, you know, they get captured. They're in this jail. They right. keep talking to this uh, guy who is running the show now and telling right. them that they're criminals and all this stuff. Yeah. 
And there's just, there's so little attention to uh, trying to have a plot and trying to have an actual conversation where they talk to each other. Like I said, Cap says something and Iron Man doesn't respond to it even. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even think about it when he totally would. I mean, even if Tony Stark is being really guilty about everything, Mm -hmm. if Captain America says, but what you're saying is that they could send us anywhere, even right. where we don't want to go and we don't agree with going and we're just a weapon. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark is going to think about that for a second and have some kind of response to it or yeah. whatever, except that he can't. Because if we right. actually have a conversation, then there's no movie. Yeah. Well, and I, if, I like if, at, if at any point we have a conversation. Yeah. We can't have the rest of the movie yeah. because then they won't beat each other up. When, if at some point, I don't believe that if Captain America at some point goes, look, he was being controlled mm-hmm. and had no responsibility for it. Or if somebody at some point had talked to black Panther and said, wasn't really him. Right. Hang on. Right. Wasn't him. Yeah. At some point, we would lose all of our movie if anyone yeah. actually talked to each other or just, right. you know, said, and at, at some point, it's kind of like, you know, I've seen The Incredibles. Right. I've seen, it, yeah. I've seen Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I know that for some reason right now, uh, apparently the focus groups have told the movies that the yeah. culture has latched on to The Incredibles. Right. As a starting as off point. point. Yeah. For uh, everyone is scared of what uh, superheroes do. Right. And, you know, some guy is going to sue Mr. Incredible or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and I, I don't believe that without having a lot more conversation, like, you know, they don't meet in a room for like 10 minutes and Tony Stark goes, so this is what we should do and you should all sign it. And now I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. And now, and now, boom, we all split off and start our action movie. I just, I just could not get behind yeah, that as the okay. way, as the way the plot went. And, you know, I, I, the more the movie went on, the more Tony Stark had to be kind of really weirdly committed to it and, <clears throat> and really committed to not listening to anyone. You yeah. know, it was like, it was like they just all went kind of, well, see, I think nuts that's in both directions, really. They, they they split, and I think that's actually, I don't know. Again, believable isn't necessarily the descriptor I want to put on there, but I think in the film, certainly, Captain America is running the more rational train of thought. And I think, you know, if you if you see one thing about the film, from your perspective at least, I understand that if we've got this foundation, and we need to oppose that, well, the opposite is emotion. So we're going to make somebody really emotional and it's got to be Tony because he would be the only person who could stand up to Cap. Everyone else kind of cowers or kowtows to him because he's, he's Captain America. And, and to run the gamut of that, I still think the layers that have been put there have, have been pretty well established, you know, uh, even up to the last time we saw him, which was in the Age of Tron, where he's basically talking about his fear for what's ahead, what they can and can't handle. And he's trying to come up with something to retire the team, you know, and he's really the only one who feels that way. Well, Banner helps him a bit, but he's the only one that feels that way. And he knows that no one else does. So he does this work in in secret, you know, and that's, again, an atonement from his stuff from trying to do these things earlier. 
I think slowly but surely, the Iron Man that we see in this film is not even close to being the same guy that we see uh, intellectually and emotionally in the first couple films. Like, I think he's much different. And I think yeah, that they I, facilitate that. I, I agree. That, but I think that what that's you're saying true, is but if, I don't think it gets to this. If they, if they had this conversation, it had to be a better conversation. Because you're like, you're not saying, I don't think you're not saying that you never believe these guys would be at odds like this. They just can't be at odds like this that quickly without that. Because I, I don't think, really I don't think that they would be uh, at odds with each other to this extent over exactly this. Right. If you want Iron Man to really be on board for uh, signing this accord thing where all of a sudden they're like the Incredibles, like they're criminals if they use their powers or whatever. And what they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to just work for the UN in a way. Yeah. Uh, Even for him to be that far on that side of things to the extent that when Captain America says something like, what if they send us somewhere we don't want to go? And, and Tony Stark is so, you know, entrenched in it already already, that he doesn't even pay attention to that or really respond to it at all. Yeah. I need more of a story of how he got there other than some lady with a dead kid showed up at his thing, man. I'll tell you, okay. That was like, all of a sudden now he's like, boom. Because I don't mm-hmm. think that Iron Man, or I don't think even the Tony Stark we got, even if he's much different from the beginning, I don't think that he is a guy where you can go, uh, you did something wrong by saving the world right. because other people died, and it's your fault that that happened. Right. Any more than you know any cop anywhere right. would go, you know, the fact that you tried to stop that criminal who then killed somebody else. Now that's your fault or something. Right. I don't right. think Tony Stark is going to go, Oh, you know what? That we is are, we are responsible right. for that's all, all of that. That's all on me. I yeah. need like way more yeah. of why he's suddenly that guy. And I, I like, I, I mean, I'm okay with the part where they're at odds at the end in like a really serious way, mm-hmm. except not that way. Right. Yeah, Make it right. Make it the guy who purposely killed their his right. parents, right. or you know something where I, you know I just I need more that that you know he just kind of loses it yeah. uh, and so I, big. I I like that aspect where it isn't just about the accord. You know that's not what separates them. It, it is it's driving a, a bit of a problem between them. But they've had other things that they could they could deal with and get through. Then it's compacted by the fact that. Cap takes it on his own to investigate and figure out that the guy that kind of blew up right. Chaka isn't the Winter Soldier who happens to be a guy he's pretty loyal to and is being told by everybody to stand down from. And he's like, I'm not going to. Right. Then, then Tony's devotion to the idea, <clears throat> I think, and maybe I'm doing more heavy work here, but like when Thunderbolt Ross says, you know, he's like, I want 72 hours. He's like, you got 36, go get him. Like now he's got to pick up something that he doesn't want to do because he's just frustrated that his friend doesn't see things his way. I think there's a lot of things at play there. And eventually that culminates to he's not coming in quietly. Oh, you're teaming up with a guy who's, a, you know, who's giving me a headache. Like, why are you doing this? You know, all these right. things. And that, you know, you could be arguing over a grocery bill, you know. Still. Right, right. But I think the, I think the dominoes that fall, and I, I can't change your mind about it. I know you feel the way you do. 
But for me, the dominoes that fall that lead them up to that last moment where he finally sees the video and he's just like, we were just kind of walking along with each other a second ago and now I can't do that. Right. Like, I kind of see where that would come into play. You know, I kind of see where that facilitates because it's not just about the accord, you know, the Sokovia, you know, agreement where they're trying to disagree about the future of the team. It's also like you're siding with people, you're doing things that I, I don't agree with. Why are you fighting me so much when this was your position just a little while ago. Like it's strange. The flip flop that happens um, when sometimes Tony looks at cap and he's just like, you're Mr. U S government. Like this is, this is kind of like what you would be selling me two movies ago. Right. And the problem with that is, you know, and it's actually a great kind of story arc that Steve hasn't really had because he was in ice, you know, and then he got thought out. He didn't really have the sixties and the Watergate and the JFK assassination. The stuff that just happened to him in the winter soldier was kind of like his Watergate. And now he's of a different uh, allegiance. I mean, he's still Captain America, but he's not so blindly following them like all the orders. And I think that that dichotomy and that slight role reversal where Cap was absolutely all red, white, and blue. And Tony Stark was kind of like, hey, I live here, but you're not getting my suit. And now they flip. I find that interesting. And though I see, you know, there may have been more scenes of dialogue for it. You know, I still kind of see how they got there. Like, I, I think it just works for me fundamentally. So, yeah. Uh, you but know, I do I, understand why I just, it doesn't for you. I just, I, I just kind of don't. And because of the way uh, this this version of this story like plays itself out and all the next steps that happen. Yeah. And I just feel like in the writing of this script is so much of it is like I said, you know, this is the end and where we have to get. Yeah. And this is the thing that has to happen for us to get there. And and they like, you know, they're going after Bucky at first. Yeah. And, really when they're first going after him kind of feels like, especially because, you know, you got Martin Freeman coming in there going yeah. uh, trial or, you know, right. whatever, yeah. because yeah. it really kind of feels like Iron Man is uh, all of a sudden going, well, uh, we have to kill him. Right. Wait, we're killing people now. Right. Like, and it's it right. just like, well, because that's, that's where the end says what I have to be like now. And it just seems like so much of it is written backwards it does for, feel... for what has to happen in order to get there in the end. And then just before it ends and uh, Iron Man finally goes, uh, well, I was wrong. And it turns out that it was this other guy. Right. So I was kind of wrong. And he's like, you know, we got a truce here. Right. Stop pointing the gun at me or yeah. whatever. And but what he doesn't do is go, uh, wait a minute, maybe the way I was thinking about stuff, I should think about stuff differently, right. you know, and then he just goes on to the next thing goes, oh, wait, I have to be pissed at you again. Right. Or what, and, it, you know, it's just, yeah, I know. OK, fine. We hate each other again. And I just I there's so much going on that we just could have had something else to be pissed at each other about. I just don't think yeah. that I think it's it's too uh at the it's both convoluted and too simple to get to where they're mad at each other in what seems like kind of a goofy way and like you know like I said it it really kind of threw me for a weird loop in Batman versus Superman yeah. 
when you go, what they're going to try and kill each other about is something that if somebody would have said, hey, dude, <laughs> and, right. and, and talked about something for a second before they started trying to kill each other, yeah. they would have got to where they eventually get in Batman versus Superman where they go, oh, so right. got your mom. And, <laughs> right. and, yeah. and then they wouldn't have ever had the fight. But what right. fun is that movie right. where we don't get to see the fight? And it's so much of that in this movie is the same way. If anyone would have said anything or actually heard anything that anyone mm-hmm. did get a chance to say, right. Then we have no movie. So you have to. So that's one of the things, too, that I don't like about the way that the movie does that because the movie, the the movie is clearly saying to you, yeah, but look, dude, we have to have a movie. So, but, but you don't actually because you could write a better story. (laughs) You could write a story where, like, all of the things that you like about it in, in the, general sense of liking how they're at odds with each other and kind of that uh, Tony Stark is sort of on this side and we can see why he's on this side, but I just, I just don't buy him being on this side of this exactly in such a simplistic way, you know, like he walks into a room one day and goes, this is the side I'm on. <laughs> Who's with me. This side, and, and it's just like, what? And I love it. You know, well, because okay. you have all these people, they did not all just meet right in this room. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, here's the thing where we're going to do the whole world differently. Yeah. Nobody actually opens it. Right. <laughs> I'm right. just going to tell you in two or three sentences what it says in those yeah. hundreds of pages. Yeah. And you're all going to either sign or not. And you got like two minutes. Right. Go. Go. And yeah. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've yeah. got other this is movie a, to shoot. This is so, movie yeah. so this is how it works. I, 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 I liked the, what I did like about it, even though I thought it was kind of goofy is yeah. what I did like about it is that they took everyone that they had to work with. Um, even though like, I still think Spider-Man's just kind of product it, placement, Spider-Man and Ant-Man just both left kind of a bad taste in my mouth. It's yeah. like, I, I can make him be in this movie. Right. Cause, because I've got his, signature on something right. and I can make Paul Rudd show up and be in this movie. So I will. Right. Yeah. And it's like, not yeah. like, here's your call. Time. It, it's just, uh, it, it's just so odd and random and whatever, but anyway, it's just goofy. But in the end, you know, Paul Rudd wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Didn't have enough time to really muck anything up, even right. if he was going to be bad. So, you know, that was cool. Spider-Man was actually mostly pretty cool. Yeah. Um, absolutely he he had a lot of uh you know cool reactions to stuff where he just got to be like kind of the comic relief in a scene yep and he's wandering through things pretty much acting like he can't be killed either right no matter what anyone does to him except the fight's over now i'm hurt so that was right. a little right you know whatever uh but anyway it just it it all was um you know so I don't know. I I like that they could be at odds. I like the fact that everybody kind of had their own different version. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Vision is on the side that he's on, not exactly for the same reason as Tony Stark, right. although they're going to be pretty closely aligned, sure. but not exactly for the same reason. Scarlet Witch doesn't really know what side she wants to be on. She's until, also like Tony. Un, until she gets a while to kind right. of think of exactly what's well, happening. Well, she's with guilt, too. Right, know? right. And so guilt is the force that drives her a lot. So. Right. But yeah. And, sh- and she mm-hmm. uh, kind of gets to be on that side. 
and wants to be on that side until she figures out that, you know, she gets like kind of a exposure to what else could happen or whatever. And so she kind of flips sides. I like the part where Hawkeye goes, you're right. I can't beat you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But it, it just, it it just all (laughs) felt, um, it felt like we had an end we wanted to be at and we were going to do whatever we had to get there, uh, had to do to get there. And we had a whole bunch of action scenes that we had in mind that we wanted to film. And we, you know, built the story mm. through that and said, ah, the story's this yeah. because that's what it needs to be. And, and I kind of wish that black Panther, uh, even though it's it, like black Panther, I don't mind mm-hmm. uh, as suddenly showing up. He's got like a story, right? And and he, a motivation, and and he, and he shows and, up for he's there for a reason, right? And not just because we got a license. And, and then you got Spider Man and Ant Man. They're like, I don't know. Let's uh, it's time to bring in the other guys. Right. Here's whatever, right. and so they're there. Yeah. Uh, I almost wish that Black Panther would have got a chance to talk to both of them, right? More. Yeah. Because he's on the wrong side, or, or at least he ultimately decides that he used to be on the wrong side. Right. <laughs> you know? right. So, yeah. he, so he's got that, right? So he is he should be having some conversations with at least one of them. Mm-hmm. But both of them would be not Ideal. bad, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then we sort of get his story separately, and then we get the end where, you know, he's speaking rationally right. like he's he's both captain america and iron man right. in the movie but he doesn't quite get enough time to really sell it mm-hmm. because uh he he's kind of on this you know emotional iron man kick at the beginning right but we don't get a lot of it we just get i'm mad here i go well, i mean you know i mean dad and you know well I mean, no but it, i mean he but he's not um he's not got a theory for why he wants to be on the side of the accord and then right. why he doesn't want to be or why, yeah. whatever he just has, I'm pissed that you killed my dad mm-hmm. so that he can be similar to Iron Man. Well, <laughs> you're right. I mean, I was going to say he's actually the interesting foil in the story that has a bit of a spotlight on him, but makes me kind of curious about the next film only because he was done so well, but He's he's the well, and he's he's, he's got a, he's got his own movie coming, and that's right. a little weird now too, it because it can't quite be an origin story. Because no, who knows? Well, I, I mean, mean it, it could, could go could way like in Iron the past Man, right? or something. But he's he's interesting in the way that he's the privileged son of a very prominent man who's in a very high tech suit. You right. know, that's Iron Man. But he's also incredibly nationalistic to Wakanda. So that's Captain. Like he is literally the combination right. of both of them. So and he and he has all of their viewpoints right at different throughout times. the movie and, and in a way that's more fleshed out at times and and other times just like Uncle Bunga, I'm going to take you down that right. kind of thing. But, right. And you know the thing you is know. the thing is too like you're okay with him even though I wish you got more of him. You're kind of okay with him all the way through the story, even when he's just being, I'm pissed off that you mm-hmm. killed my dad. Yeah. And he's going to, like, he's circumventing both sides. Yeah. He's not really on Tony's side in an official way. He's right. just out to kill them because he's scared that uh, Tony might capture him. Right. And he doesn't want him to do that. So he's like all the way. But you believe him. Like, it, you know, it would have 
maybe even worked better if we had that reason for Tony to be so lost in emotion at the beginning. Right. If that was like an earlier and thing. And it's weird. You know, I, I really like the film. Because, it, because it works for I, Black Panther. Right. And it's, and it's weird. They do less to do it, but it's more believable for you. You know, they, do, they try to do more for Stark to make you believe he's got what Black Panther has in, inherently. Right. You know, but I really like the film much more than you. But I was worried in the beginning because it seemed like with the with the weird um, footage of the car crash, the accident that doesn't make sense in, in the in the interest of the beginning of the film. You just take it because you're like, that's a weird beginning. It's almost like if James Bond had uh, just went to the grocery store and just shot like six people. And then that Oculus comes and he shoots it and it shakes. And then the theme music starts. I'm like, what right. is this? Beginning? <laughs> right. And then I'll be damned if the very next scene I didn't like, you know, when, right. when uh, Tony Stark is at MIT and he's showing the very cool visual footage of him as a young guy. Like, right. that's actually kind of spooky that they're getting that. They did that in Ant-Man with uh, Michael Douglas. They showed him being younger with that right. digital effect. And I forget the name of the company that's doing it. Holy crap. That was just like a couple of years ago. Like, that's gotten scary good. Right. He looked like that was him but he looked it was like less than zero it was or like it was he like looked, back yeah he looked like he was right out of weird science. he looked just Again, like he, he did like when he was young but yes. i didn't like that scene at all because I, in the moment of it happening and i didn't believe tony stark would share something so private with so many strangers even though he is an egomaniacal guy and everybody knows the story of him and his parents like he could have conveyed that thing differently than to show what i guess you know didn't happen anyway you get you get the sense that Tony just kind of flipped off his dad. Right. Just and, like, and, you know, the thing about that, too, is because we don't think about would this character really do this? We just think about this is what I need this, this character, character to do right, right now, because it would have been cooler if he had done that. And it was a way more private thing. Sure. And then he still could have been given tons of money away for right. whatever reason. Yep. <clears throat> but he can't do that because it has to be a public place right, where thing. this woman yep. can get to him and that's the okay so there's there's the intro scene there's the mit scene and then it bleeds into alfrey woodard you know at the elevator which has hints of things that i really liked but again that wasn't a scene i was really wild about and i'm no. and i'm like 15 20 minutes into the movie and i'm going uh uh-oh right this is this is not good um i love that he realizes she never pushed the button and things get kind of like tense and interesting there but i think that scene works better if we don't know who if it isn't Alfred Woodard. Right. Like it has to be somebody. And if you want a black woman, that's okay. But it can't be someone with her prominence and notoriety and name recognition and face recognition. Cause now I think she's somebody other than just this woman who's grieving her son. Right. But now she's I don't a like super that. villain or something. Right. And, and, and you know, the scene where she reaches into her purse and stuff like this is all really interesting, but things pick up for me there in, in ways that I've described, but it's, you know, instead of trying to counter argue to the stuff that I thought you had, you know, one of the biggest mistakes in the film, which happens to be one of the most pleasing things in the film is the Spider-Man thing. You know, when they introduce Spider-Man, it, it breaks this weird narrative feeling. It doesn't feel, I, I accept that that scene where Stark goes to Queens and sees Aunt May and is right. flirting with her, which kind of makes me feel creepy because I always think of Aunt May as being white haired and really like old right. instead of maybe 45 and kind of hot right. still, you know, love Miss Marissa Tomei. But the moment that Thunderbolt Ross tells him he's got 36 hours to bring him in or, or else 
his his decision is to fly all the way out of Germany to go to Queens to pick up Spider-Man for reasons that aren't real clear, except that it's just like when they showed Aquaman and Cyborg. Except and that it's just to have one more Batman guy. Superman. Right. Now, the thing is, I actually like that scene, and I really like Tom Holland's portrayal of Spider-Man. And I feel like Spider-Man basically steals every scene he's in for like 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and he does it effortlessly and humorously. Even even and when even when he's not even when he's not stealing the scene, the other people yeah. are good because he's he was in, in the scene. scene. Right. Even when like like at the end, I think a really good part, even though it's like kind of a little throwaway bit, is when he finally gets his uh his little bird dude to take Spider-Man away. Yeah. Know? And then Bucky says he couldn't have done that <laughs> ten minutes ago. Right. But it's still just only good because it's right. set up by how good right. Spider-Man was, is what, was being in the I, whole thing. I love, it was really good. I love, I mean, I know you said you didn't, you know, you weren't wild about the way they use Ant-Man and Spider-Man. And, and I kind of, I like the way they use Spider-Man though. I know the reasons for it. They got the license, they put him in, they had him, let's do it. It, may, it makes sense. It's still a little awkward. If that scene though, I don't have a problem with the scene itself, except for where it comes in the movie, breaking the narrative tone that has already been established for the last half hour. If that happens somewhere else earlier, if we, yeah, then if I'm okay. We, if we would have just had, later. if we would have just had Spider-Man, right. Even if we had him for like 20 or 30 seconds, when at some random point early on, Tony right. Stark was investigating him or right. heard about him or knew about yep. him or something like that. Right. Then it wouldn't be so much like, now it's time for the ad. It just seemed, <laughs> right. it just seemed like a bonus scene in the DVD. Yeah, you know. Except then later that airport scene, I could have watched forty minutes of them fighting. I thought that was so much fun. I thought that I thought, it was I thought so that was great. all great. Except I, I really liked that scene, and like I said, it was cool how they keep things uh, at least away from each other enough. Yeah, you know. Um, Scarlett Johansson disappears after a little while after yeah. she fights with Hawkeye, even though it's a little weird that they fight each other, yeah. uh, you know, that whole thing. But once Ant, Ant-Man, I, you know, this isn't like Giant a Man, spoiler, Ant-Man, right? I guess, but yeah. once Ant-Man gets big, it yeah. should have all been over faster. Yeah. Because the longer he was big, the more it just started getting like goofy. I just like like I now, now it was being it was like, awesome. and comical you know and i know we're getting closer and closer but i will say we did see this in 3d and i am so thankful it's worth just for that just for that 20 minute scene it's it's entertaining and it's worth it but you know there's all these fun moments that i feel like marvel is so great at doing um especially uh, especially excuse me in ensemble pieces where everybody i mean there's so many balls in the air and everybody got their moment Right. You know, even even minor characters like Aunt May, she got a moment that was kind of fun. And Thunderbolt Ross had a great moment when, you know, when he's trying to discuss with uh, with the group why they have to kind of be responsible for stuff. And he has like this throwaway line until you realize it's great where he's like, where's Thor? Where's the Hulk? And everyone's like, "Mm." and he's like, you better believe if I misplace two nuclear warheads, I'm accountable for some for some shit. Right. Like, that's great. Like, that's a great moment. And, and yeah, even, except, even, except that I think that that guy throughout the movie was a little too hard ass. He's supposed to be to be yeah. very believable um, in, in the in the exact situation that he's in. He is supposed to be a hard ass, but he's he's supposed to be like a hard ass, you know, military type person. Right. 
who nevertheless is in the room with a bunch of nuclear warheads. Right. Who might at any moment go, now I don't like you so much and you're dead. And what are you going right. to do about it? Yeah. I, I mean, really, Nothing. he's he's got this air about him as though, you know, he had 50 Sentinels standing behind right. him yeah. who were about to take you out. Yeah. And he doesn't. He's got nothing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he he could still be kind of hard ass without. Yeah. Without really going so far as to go. Uh, no, I'm just totally in charge yeah. because. Well, good guys follow. We all know that he's not at all in charge, yeah. right? Except, uh, you know, I mean, that's good just guys. that's just like a little nitpicky yeah. thing. But good I, guys I, follow the chain of command, especially the good guys. Bad guys would have been like, I'm tired of listening to you. And they'd just choke him and then that'd be it. Someone else would take their place. Right. You know, I, I just thought that the difficulty in telling a story with just four or five characters is, is pretty hard to accomplish. Much like, and I've said this before, sometimes I think about when I'm looking at films, the way that people grade things like gymnastics routines or swimming, you know, diving, where the difficulty is imperative to getting the score you get. If it's an easy thing, you don't get a high score because it's easy to do. Right. The number of characters that are in this film and that have massive moments, it's, it's Captain America's movie. His name's on the title. So he's going to have most of the stuff. And then it's Tony because everybody loves Robert Downey. Right. But even guys like Falcon and, and Paul Rudd and Tom Holland, like they just get their moments, they get their scenes, and it's not a distraction. It's actually incorporated really well. That's that's commendable. That's really difficult uh, to do. Yeah, and and I think you know I still recommend the movie. I still think yeah. uh, people should go see it. But I think um, since you're talking about the Marvel movies and the whole world of the Marvel movies, yeah. and we'll wrap up here in a second. But I think for me, of all the Marvel movies that I've seen, you know, some of them have been awesome and some of them have not been so awesome for me, but I think they, they do a lot of things right in all their movies. Right. And when we, when we both saw the Avengers and both loved it, it wasn't because it had awesome action and we didn't care about what else happened in the movie. Right. They had a lot of things that they were doing surprisingly well in that movie. And one of them was, that you know the characters all made sense to themselves right I mean, their they, motivations they were, all were yeah. like true to themselves yep and you weren't watching the avengers going you know he only did that because he has to because that's right. what gets us to the end of the movie they right. all were like uh we worried about the story and we worried about the characters and if yeah. that really made sense or you know, is Iron Man fighting Captain America because that's the title (laughs) and you showed up and you know, it's going to happen. So just deal with it. That's, that's why it happened. (laughs) And I just, you know, I just couldn't get, I I just really couldn't get behind, especially the weird thing for me is that um, you were earlier talking about how at the end of the day, the end makes sense because of all the shit he had to go through yeah. throughout the movie. And, you know, I really felt like the end made less sense because of all the shit yeah. that he went through because the shit that he went through was, he just went, oops, yeah. like I was wrong. It wasn't him. Right. I shouldn't have, maybe I should have uh, looked around a little or figured out what was going on before I just suddenly said, no, let's go kill that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he goes, oh, but wait, now you're pissed about something else. Yeah. <laughs> so now suddenly you're not going to, you know, even 
I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm just going right, to, right. I'm just going to start punching you yeah. and that's it. And you know, I don't know. Anyway, I just didn't think that we were worried enough about how we were getting from A to B to C, except that that's where we decided we were going to get and we were going to get there. Yeah. And it just, you know, it took a lot away from the overall that's experience of the movie. It didn't bug even me, though, yeah. even though so much of it that's good right. is so it's good. Really good. But I mean, seriously, if this was any other movie and everything else wasn't great, this right. would be like maybe a three. Right. I because... know. Then, cause, yeah, because it stands all by itself instead of on the backs of all the stuff and hard work that it's right. done. Yeah. No, and, and like I said, the other thing, this, this does even still kind of get like a lot of points because they they did at least worry a lot obviously about the action scenes yeah and about you know not just having the two of them just stand there and punch each other right. over and over like 10,000 right. times even though that's sort of what they do at the I end it, but yeah. but they they work the characters in and they really you can yeah. tell you know in um in Age of Ultron at the very end scene when everyone's fighting everybody yeah I didn't really love that scene, even though they slowed it way down. Right. And they had that part where you're just watching everything happen in slow motion. Yep. Because as the scene was going on, not in slow motion, I was kind of like, I feel like what they're doing here is not thinking about what would these people do if you had these powers and were in a fight. Try and figure it out. And then let's shoot an action scene. They kind of were like, you know, I have this explosive that I can set off over here or, you know, whatever. It was just like, it was just kind of, uh, we're making a big fight and we'll fill people in. Right. And, and it wasn't nearly as powerful for me, I don't think as almost any of the fighting in this movie, this movie felt a lot more like we were trying to figure out who was fighting who and what they would do about it yeah. and, and how that might actually play out. Yeah. And so all of it was way better. I thought Yeah. there were other Ultron scenes that were good too. Yeah. But that last one where they're all going right, at it, and now mean. we have a whole other movie where it's just everyone, everyone all going at, at it right. all the time. I, one of the things that I like going forward, and I'm supposing an awful lot, is um, you know the team is all fractured up. And I think that that was a good decision, whether or not we can agree that they got there in the right way. But it's going to take a big problem for them to come together now. You know, and there's a big problem coming. There's the Infinity War thing that they've got building. Right. So I, I like that they're and, putting the dominoes And in order. or, uh, depending on how things go farther and farther, we do have uh, another Avengers coming up. So right. they have to get back together somehow. Sure. But we have all these other movies that is all, where, where we will get all these little hints of them right. coming back and together. And appearances like Hulk is supposed to be in Thor and Iron Man right. is supposed to be in Spider-Man and stuff. But it's interesting if, you know, the, the film ends with Bucky kind of going into a purgatory. You know, he gets himself right. frozen until they can figure his head out. And then I just realized, you know, when we were watching the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably where Doctor Strange comes in. Like the, the, tree, the trailer we just saw. Well, ahead because... and, and it's, it's funny, too, because that's what I was thinking when this movie ended, because we had seen the Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah. And if you look, you know, you can obviously go see their like 15 year plans of all right, the of movies all that the are stuff. coming out and everything yeah. that's Marvel and Aquaman this and Doctor Strange that right. and who all is going to be everywhere. And if that Gambit movie ever comes back together, because right. that's like now on is that off again? It's off again. I was going to say, it, last it, I heard it's it off, off again for, for right now, yeah, but it's, give it time. it's got people who want to do it. Yeah. And then, you know, 10 or 15 years from now, 
is there going to be a movie where it's just like you can't even pay attention there's because there's just everyone <laughs> I everywhere i love just, it i can't wait it'd just be because I remember, who could they possibly fight I, the sun know, got pissed right. now and, i remember i remember not too long ago when all i wanted was like a good x-men movie you know, right. we got it, you know, and I just thought, well, don't screw this up. And then I was surprised how good an Iron Man movie could be. I don't care about Iron Man. I never cared about Captain America. And I like that. Now. Right. Like right. they're doing really well. So they also get um, from me anyway, a bit of a pass on the things that I feel like they flubbed a little this time because they just consistently come close to hitting the landing. You know, they're right. really they're really doing it well. Right. And until they boggle something really bad, I'm still going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yep. So, uh, well, you kind of have to because there have been. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard to compare this to anything. It exactly. is really because this is but all alone. They've had so many things. The only thing I can think of to compare it to really is like a certain director. If you pick one director who's made a bunch of good things, but then has right. made a bunch of things you give sixes to. Yeah. You still go see the next movie because yeah. you go well, but there were some tens in there. Yeah. But. For Marvel, you know, uh, I don't think I gave Captain America like a 10, but it was probably like it was a pretty 9 close. It or was something. Nine or I, I really yeah. liked that one. Me too. And Avengers was really good. And then you start moving on to even the ones that aren't good. Mm-hmm. They're still like 7, it's 8, sep- right. whatever. I was say 7, 7 half is as Because uh, Winter Soldier, I, I didn't love too much. Um, but I know I didn't rate it that low yeah. because – I mean, I think this is probably like the lowest rated Marvel movie that we've seen, but it makes me a lot more nervous going into future things, except that Dr. Strange looks really good. I think think that looks really good. I wish uh, I'm hopeful for the end of summer when we get some, yeah, right. Better trailers for it and know more that's going on. All right. We've uh, clearly gone on way too long here. So um, it's great. I still really feel like if there's a, I, I think the best thing to say about this, because, you know, people want to know if they're going to like the movie. Yeah. If you like the trailer, it's really likely that you're going yeah, to like absolutely. the movie and you're not like a right. nitpicky like right. I am. And, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you were more curmudgeonly on this one. That's demand all That's this all right. crap. Uh, I had a blast with it. it it's I might still, even be 9.5 now. It still was fun though it's still even as much as you were going what and then and then it's kind of irritating when the movie goes i don't care right that you think that this is dumb right even when the movie does that then a few minutes go by and you go well yeah (laughs) you still have to to go "Ah, okay but the thing that sucks about it for me um is that it makes me less interested to watch it, you know, over and over. Yeah, I think that's crazy. I can't wait to see it again. I genuinely, uh, I, I genuinely am looking forward to seeing it again. It's going to be a whole different movie when you see it again now. And I think you should rewatch Winter Soldier, strangely. I think, I know you don't rewatch films, and that's, like, ridiculous to get you to, to do that because you don't even really care about it. But I, I found, I rewatched it about a week and a half ago because I knew we were going to see this. Oh, yeah. It's better than, it's better on the second time. It's actually really, really strong. It yeah, I thought right, was weak the right. first time. So. Okay. Anyway, uh, we're just totally babbling now. So uh, yeah, we'll see you right. next week. Uh, what the heck is I next week? I don't know what next week is. I, I feel like something pretty big is yeah. next week, and I don't know either. But the I'm I, I'm, I'm your, too out of the loop at this point. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, and uh, please, please remember to uh, share with your friends and rate us and review us on iTunes or the many other places that you can find us. We're everywhere. 
are. We are the Ultron. And uh, otherwise, trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Yo! Everybody get up! Everybody get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Yo! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.